You're listening to Let's Talk Entertainment, where entertainment comes together. Here's your host, Isaac Amons. Welcome back to Let's Talk Entertainment. I'm your host, Isaac Ammons. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope you enjoy this upcoming interview. We're going north of the border this week to Vancouver Island. Heather Hutchison joins the show. So we're going to dive right on into it. Heather, welcome to Let's Talk Entertainment. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, really excited to sit back and talk. Um, just learn a little bit more about, about you and... Uh, yeah. So, how, you are a musician or a singer songwriter. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what kind of music do you create? That's a hard one. I I would say folk pop. I actually just released a new EP um this past Friday, the January twenty eighth, and it's it's kind of like really all over the map. So before then, I would have said folk pop but there's like really a little bit of everything we used kind of like some electronic elements some a little bit of almost like punk pop um orchestral pop so it's it's really varied on this one so it was fun um hopefully there's a little bit of something on it for everybody yeah that's great uh, i love when artists just bring stuff that everybody can dive into so it's really exciting. So take us through the writing process. How do you go about writing about a song? So it's actually really kind of changed in the past couple of years, I would say, uh, with this new record. Because before I would write a song acoustically, I'd usually sit down at the piano sometimes at the guitar, and I would start writing. And it would usually be, I don't know, like the, the music and lyrics would kind of come together at the same time. I wouldn't say one necessarily always got written before the other, but I would have these songs and I would finish them and they'd be acoustic. And then I would kind of take them on the road, test them in front of an audience, make maybe some adjustments, things like that. And then I would work on the studio arrangements of them with a full band. But this last time, just because of COVID and how everything's changed, you know, nobody's really performing live a ton, I guess, depending on where you are. But here in Canada, we haven't had a ton of live shows going on. So I was actually writing the songs while we were in the studio recording them, which was totally different for me because I was actually arranging them for the studio as I was writing them while we were actually in there recording them. So it's it's a bit strange because now that it's out and I'm thinking about performing these songs live and I'm actually having to do like a little bit of reverse engineering because now I have to go back sit back down at the piano and actually come up with like the acoustic arrangements of these songs. So it's been a very different process really since COVID. Yeah, I think everybody in the music industry has uh, really been affected by the pandemic. Uh, how do you, how do you feel it it's impacted the industry as a whole? It's it's tough. It's a really tough time to be a musician. I think that the the good thing about it is that musicians tend to be very creative. So we're having to you know come up with different ways of doing things that we've never had to do before. 
So, you know, there's a lot of online stuff that's going on, which is exciting. There's a lot of um, licensing and for, for TV and film that people are really getting into. But I think it's, it's definitely a hard time for musicians, and it's hard because we don't really know what's coming next. So, you know, people keep planning tours that keep getting canceled. And so it's, it's tough. It's tough to be able to look ahead and to really make a solid plan for for going forward because nobody really knows what that looks like and i think a lot of industries have been really hit with that but i think the creative industries like music and film have been probably especially music has been hit especially hard yeah i know there's been a lot of tours and whatnot just being canceled and booked but then two months later being canceled altogether just because of uncertainty um so looking talking about the future and just how uncertain it is at this point uh where do you feel like your music career is gonna go where do you want to take it in the the future yeah that's that's a tough one because i could hope for something right now and it could change tomorrow (laughs) just based on how the the trajectory of the pandemic but what i'm kind of hoping to do is I actually released a book a couple of months back as well. And so this book and the music actually kind of go together. The book's called Holding On By Letting Go and the new album's called If I Could, but a lot of my friends have been calling it Holding On By Letting Go, the musical, because they kind of say it's like (laughs) a bit like a, a, a soundtrack, but for the book. So my hope is to actually combine those two things together into like a book slash music tour. So actually give people a bit of a, a talk like as an author would do you know really share my story and interspersed with that talk also have music so i'm able to hopefully reach and connect with a wider audience than i would be with just one medium alone whether that be books or music yeah do you feel like um as an author that has helped write songs or vice versa i think it's really different in some ways because my book is a memoir so you know when I was writing it I had to be a hundred percent honest I had to tell things how they really were I think in songwriting we can get away with a little bit more in terms of telling our own stories but intertwined with maybe the stories of other people so in a song I might be sharing my own story but I also might be interjecting little bits of other people's stories, you know, people I've met, my friends, family, um, even things that I've seen on the news or things like that. And writing the book was like really straightforward. Okay, this is me, this is all my life. So there was like a lot of sleepless nights, not really knowing how people were going to react to the book because you can't, like in a song, you know, we, we use metaphors so much, but when you're writing a book, there's no metaphors to hide behind if you're writing, you know, such a right. personal story. Yeah. So pretty much just op- opening up yourself to everything. Yeah, exactly. And I think we do do that as songwriters as well, but I found the book to be just because it was a memoir, just that little bit even more personal maybe than than the songs I've written. Yeah, so so take us through the writing process of your memoir. Like what, what drove you to want to write it all down to a book? 
So I was back at the beginning of COVID, I was hospitalized for psychiatric care back in the spring of 2020. And it was actually when I was in the hospital that I really got the idea that people had been telling me for years, oh, you should write a book. And it was kind of like, okay, well, I have nothing really to say. I don't know what I would <laughs> write about. Um, and then when I was in the hospital, there were kind of like these, this series of events that took place that really made me realize. So I was lying there one night in bed and I couldn't sleep and the medevac helicopter came bringing a critical patient to this bigger hospital for treatment. And I was lying there and I started thinking about this patient's family and like, my God, they must be going through one of the scariest nights they've ever known. And I started thinking about my own loved ones and thinking, you know, how can I feel so much compassion for this person's loved ones while knowing the decision I want to make will devastate my own. And then I started thinking about the patient themselves and there was just this crazy juxtaposition of this person's in here fighting to live and I'm in here fighting to die and one of us has a choice and I can make that choice. I can choose to try and get better, to get out of the hospital, to share my story in the hopes that it might help somebody else to not have to go through something similar or bring comfort to somebody who is going through something similar or to their family members to help them understand a little better. So I knew that if I made that choice to live, that I couldn't continue living how I had been. So that's really where the book came from, was this, this feeling that I had to, you know, change my life, to do something better, to make something bigger than just me, to make my story more than just a senseless tragedy. Wow. That that's deep. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to take that all in. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I love how you're trying to use that just to help other people. That's super awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was really motivating for me because it actually gave me the, the will to get better, to be an active, participate, active participant in my treatment plan and and that motivation to have something to look forward to going, moving forward, moving in a more positive direction. Is there any, uh, any way that your music has helped to, with that? For sure. I think it always has from the time I started writing music, really. I got sort of seriously into it in my early teen years. I was already struggling at that point with um, some pretty severe mental illness and I would sit down at the piano and these complicated emotions and things that were happening to me that I couldn't really understand, I could sit down and I could work through them through music. So that was um, always really cathartic for me. And my first album actually came out when I was 16. So that was huge being, you know, performing these concerts when I was still in high school and having people come up to me afterwards and being like, you know, I heard this song of yours and it really helped me when I was going through a difficult situation and that really gave me the motivation that I needed to continue on doing what I was doing because even back then I felt like you know if I, I can do something good then for other people if I can make them feel less alone you know I think music's so universal so 
we as musicians really search for that human connection and if i was making that human connection then i could continue on as well yeah for sure i feel like there's a way um people connect in a way that we can't outside of music uh many different people from uh from different walks of life uh just come together just at a certain type of music or just in general um very it's such a universal language yeah uh so talking about mental illness i know it's a huge huge thing going on right now it has been going on um what would you have for advice for people that are maybe struggling with mental illness yeah there's a lot i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i have it all figured out because i don't (laughs) nobody does and if they tell you they're they do they're lying um, right and I'm not gonna say you know oh cheer up tomorrow's a better day I'll leave that kind of thing for the social media influencers but what I can tell you is there will come a day when you'll stop in a moment and you'll feel such profound joy in that moment and you'll stop and you'll think to yourself I would have missed this if I'd made a different decision so hold on for that day and that moment because it is worth it Let's Talk Entertainment will return after a quick break. Wait, so you like concerts, podcasts, and music, and you don't listen to concerts that made us podcast? Oh man, you're missing out. You've got to head over there straight away. They have interviews with the best up-and-coming bands, as well as some famous ones thrown in the mix too. And don't even get me started on the concert stories. Oh man, are they wild. That's Concerts That Made Us podcast. New episodes every Thursday on all podcast players. Do you love music? Music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres? My name's Nolan and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. Now back to this week's interview. Picking up speed, but couldn't see the crash come. Caught up in selfish altruism. Addicted to that familiar despair Still breathing but no longer there And if I could say one thing for sure You were never as alone as you thought you were Cause no one has the answer 
just one way, but it's not a finish line. It's a choice you make each day. Choose living or choose life. Some days it's enough just to be alive. They were looking down from the viaduct, thought no one even gave a fuck, and now we peer through the veil to see all the ways we failed. And if I could talk to them, I'd say. I'm sorry you never found your reason that day. 'Cause no one has the answers, and there's more than just one way. But it's not a finish line; it's a choice you make each day. Choose living or choose life. Someday. It's enough just to be alive. For the future of your music, um, like, do you have any more albums getting ready to come out? Any more singles coming out? Yeah, I think it's so crazy now that the pace of music. You know, people are releasing singles all the time, like every couple months, and I, I just look at that and I'm like, oh my god, how are they possibly keeping up? Um, so yeah, basically, like you, you release something and then you have to hit the ground running for the next release. So I'm kind of trying to write now for hopefully a single that will come out in a couple more months. Um, we're also filming. The music video for the first single off of this new EP that just dropped on Friday. So, gonna be pretty busy with that, and and just trying to write more songs, and you know, see what happens with COVID. Hopefully, do a bit of touring and things like that. So yeah, just keeping keeping busy and and adjusting as you know to this ever changing situation as we go. Yeah. So it's crazy just ready for this to be done uh <laughs> so you're from canada uh how is that different from 
the U.S. I mean, I mean, I know people in Canada, and it's like a lot more strict shutdown. Um, yeah, I think it depends on where you are. I'm not sure where you are in the U.S. I am in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, so I don't know how strict things have been there, but I would say, yeah, in general, because it's really. I mean, I haven't been to the U.S. since this whole thing started, but it seems from the outside that it's really dependent on what state you're in. But I would say, yeah, across the board, and it is provincial here. Some provinces have shut down more than others, but I would say across the board, yeah, the the general sort of attitude in Canada is that we have shut down a lot more than you guys have in the U.S. And I think for, for a lot longer, um, like i i think now um last time i saw anyways like sporting events and things like that in the u.s are full we're still like you guys had full sporting events and we had like nothing now we're at half half capacity so that's better than nothing but i think you guys are still um way more open than we are we're not nearly as bad as like australia and places like that but we definitely did shut down more across the board i think than you guys did yeah and i think that's cool too i mean i know people hate being stuck inside all the time not being able to go do whatever they want but just the fact that uh we're just trying to get through this pandemic and move ahead into the future um so let's just get it over with (laughs) exactly and i'm sure there will be sociologists and people a lot smarter than I am studying this for years to come and figuring out what we could have done differently and what effects, you know, what lasting effects this will have. Because I think especially for like kids who haven't been able to go to school for really the past two years, they've been spending so much time learning online and things like that. You know, that's something that's going to affect them for years to come. Yeah, Um, there's been uh, people that haven't even met people outside their house (laughs) yeah that's true like what a what a strange time to be born into this world (laughs) or to be a kid you know you can't go outside and play with your friends it'd be so so strange so where do you think this pandemic is going to take the music industry i don't know i think that something's gonna have to give um there's there needs to be a correction. I think the music industry was really struggling before the pandemic and COVID just really brought out a lot of underlying issues that I think a lot of us knew for for quite a while that were a problem. Um, Even just streaming, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you make about a dollar per 250 streams on Spotify, like, Right. That's not sustainable. So people were counting on live music, but, you know, that didn't always pay that well. And even from when I started, the the cost, you know, what what musicians get paid for shows has definitely not kept up with inflation. So then people really relied on merch sales. But then when the live music was gone, you know, you weren't making money from shows and you weren't making money from merch and you were trying to make money from streaming, which is, you know, not really that viable, that sustainable. So I think there will be a huge correction at some point because I think there has to be, but I'm not really sure 
what that's going to look like at this point. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of um, musicians have gone to uh, streaming on Twitch. Have Have you thought about doing live streaming or? I have done a couple shows on uh, stage. It I think it was. I don't know if you've heard of that. I haven't I have for it. a while. Um, a lot of my friends and colleagues, especially when the pandemic started, it was really incredible to me to see how they kind of came together and made the best of it. And they were performing, doing online shows to really like boost morale and and motivate people to to keep going and using their voices in such a positive way for me i was just kind of trying to get through each day so i wasn't able to really do that at the beginning of the pandemic but i'm hoping yeah to do maybe some more live acoustic shows and things like that now that the new albums just come out yeah that'd be great yeah yeah it'd be it's it's different for sure like <laughs> the end of a song it it can be a little bit disconcerting because you're kind of sitting there the the live streams i've done and you finish a song and you're like okay did you know how are people taking that because you, right. you don't get any of that live audience interaction so it's definitely like a weird feeling um i do miss the energy of playing to a live room i don't think that there's anything they can really replace that online, but it's it's definitely something that musicians, well, really need to be exploring. Right. Yeah, I'm, I haven't been to a concert or a show in two years. and Yeah, it's been a long time. I've been to one. We opened up kind of for a couple months in the fall before they shut everything back down again, <laughs> and I, I got out and went to one show and i was really happy about that that i actually took advantage of of the chance to do that because i don't know when we'll be able to do that again so yeah i mean i'm desperately wanting to <laughs> just anything do you play like are you a musician too do you play live or uh i don't really play much um, I do do a hype man sort of thing for a rapper friend of mine. Uh, so every once in a while, I'll jump on stage with him. Um, I miss that as well, the, the performance yes. aspect of it. Yeah. We were supposed to play a show in Ohio in September, but I had to back out because of uh, had some stuff going on. Oh, but okay. So it was my, it would have been my first time in like three years performing with him oh, with the crazy. pandemic. It's, yeah, so yeah, it's it's so strange. I think it's really emotional for people to get back up on stage when it's been so long. You know, the one show I went to, um, I actually knew the band and I was talking to them after, and they just were talking about how how emotional it was to feel that energy of being back up on stage again in front of a live audience because there really is nothing that compares to that. Right. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. The, the energy and the nerves and the the adrenaline and all just kind of works together. It's a, it's, it's a pretty unforgettable experience. And, and when musicians we haven't had that for a couple of years and i think a lot of us are feeling a little bit lost 
So uh I want to talk about your personal music taste. What what are you listening to now? What am I listening to now? Um I like a lot of singer-songwriter stuff. I really like um Dallas Green City in Color. I don't know if you've heard of him or Sounds familiar. Um Wild Rivers is another one. They're from okay. Canada. I don't know if you know, they have some really great songs. Those are a couple of of people I'm listening to quite a bit right now. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Hitting. I like a little bit of everything. Like yeah, looking right at my, my Spotify playlist, like there's just, there's everything I have, you know, my like top 40 guilty pleasures to like <laughs> classical to, to jazz. There's not really a ton that I don't like. Yeah, I, I hear you there. Uh, I'm a very big pot of musical gumbo or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's an awesome way to be. Like, I, I don't know how people listen to just one genre. I think it would get so boring. I think there's stuff we can learn and enjoy from from so many genres. And it's like anything, you know, you take what you like and, and you leave the rest. So, you know, I, I think there's something to be enjoyed from from most genres. Yeah, I don't know how people stay in one. No. <laughs> it blows my mind. There's so much good music out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is the one good thing about streaming. I mean, as an artist, I hate it. But as a music lover, I love it because, you know, you, you go down the Spotify rabbit hole of discovering these new artists you've never heard of because you click on, you know, whatever song you're listening to, you go to that song's radio and you can discover so much great music. So it is really great for that. Right. I love that. Yeah. I actually found like three songs the other day just by that. And I was like, wow, these are great. Yeah. It's crazy. Sometimes Spotify gets it so right. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> no, I was, it's, I'm really not feeling it. Like some days it's just, it, it's all wrong, but then some days it's just <laughs> so right. And it's like, is it inside of my head? How does it know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they do it. It's scary. It is. It is a little bit. <laughs> uh, so where can people keep up with you? They can. I'm on pretty much all social media. They can go to my website at www.heather-hutchison.com. H-U-T-C-H-I-S-O-N. And on there, there's links to all my social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, TikTok as well as links to my music on spotify apple music amazon music basically anywhere you listen to music and my book as well is on there it's available on amazon audible basically wherever you get books in print ebook and audiobook so yeah basically everything is on my website and it would be great to connect with anybody on social media for sure we'll be sure to go uh, follow you awesome. and Thank you. pick up a copy of your book. Thank you. I usually do that for all the authors that come on. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> Just try to support them. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Heather, 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 <laughs> <laughs> forgot how to talk for a second. Heather, it's been great talking with you. Yeah, Thank you, you so much Thank for joining so us. Much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll keep in touch. For sure. And uh, we will. Put your socials in the description. Awesome. And we'll try to drive pe drive people to you. Perfect. Thank you so much.
Huge thank you to Heather Hutchison for coming on the show this week. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did. It was such a great conversation. She's such an amazing artist. Be sure to go check out her music. Go check out her book. She's got the new EP, If I Could, out now. So go listen to that wherever you stream it. Keep your heads high. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see you back here next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.